it's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 o'clock this evening. Here on the 22nd day of June, 2020, sports editor Matt Daniels is here. Scott Ritchie is in the studio as well. Bob Osmussen will join us on the telephone coming up momentarily. Matthew, how you doing on this Monday afternoon? Doing well, Steve. Uh, looks like it's going to rain here in uh, Champaign, so that's my astute hot take of the moment as we uh, you know, are in the third month or so of no sports although you know nascar was going on this afternoon and uh, obviously some dealing with some heavy and weighty topics uh, in regards to uh, bubba wallace and uh, finding a noose in, in their garage on sunday which is abhorrent but uh yeah waiting on baseball to maybe see if they want to play at all this year not gonna happen waiting to see uh what memorial stadium might look like this fall if fans will be in attendance think northwestern game to end last season that that's I think the number probably okay. that's going to be max. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see a lot of unknowns right now as we just kind of wait to see what uh, the sports world might look like here in Champaign-Urbana with the university of Illinois and high school sports, but um, we plug along. Based on what the uh, governor is going to say or what he said today, or will finalize by the end of the week, it would be a 20% capacity at uh, Memorial stadium. But again, that's three months away yet. And that could change, but that would be about 12,000 people tops in the building. Yeah, exactly. And uh, again, and Jeff Telesio, ed- editor, I was talking to him about it this afternoon in the newsroom. He brought up, I thought was a good point too. And these are just guidelines. You know, they're not set in stone rule of the law that, that has to happen. But then again, if a school were to go against it, uh, I'd be shocked, especially Illinois in, in terms of that. But yeah, we'll have to wait and see what uh, attendance might look like. First off, let's just hope there's a, a football season uh you know illinois has had players back on campus for about two weeks or so on on the football front and in terms of voluntary strength and conditioning workouts and uh, i know you guys had brad underwood on saturday with the line at saturday sports talk and they're just hopefully getting uh, the whole team back sooner rather than later but they're the whole team is still not on campus yet as they uh you know try to restart things and and get things kind of back to somewhat of a, a normal routine for them a lot of uh, schools have come across some positive tests, including mm-hmm. three Big Ten schools, Iowa, Wisconsin, Rutgers. You heard about Clemson and LSU over the weekend. Bob Osmussen kind of following that story along. And your thoughts, Bob, on um, it kind of changes every day on whether or not to, you might think if there's going to be college football or not. Yeah, I really go back and forth. I'm hopeful, of course. But I really don't think we'll know until we get a lot closer to it. Um, but I, I think the fact that they're working out is a good sign. The fact that people are coming back positive is not a good sign, but it's not surprising at all either. I think we should all all have expected some form of that. Now, at Illinois, we won't know. So the answer there is we won't know, which is what I 
part of what I wrote about for them all. Now, I, I'm not sure where I come on, come down on that, but I, I'd like to know, but I also understand why they don't want people to know. Yeah, I mean, they, they came out uh, two weeks ago when uh, players uh, were returning to campus uh, football-wise with a note that said that they won't be releasing uh, any information, uh, positive or negative, about any test numbers. And um, there's no right answer for anything in regards to this. There's no playbook to follow that every school is not the NCAA is mandated that every school that has players returning has to report uh, the number of results or anything like that, positive or negative. But Illinois is choosing not to do so, and, and that's their decision. So um, right or wrong, that's that's what they're they're going with, and we'll just have to wait and see how that uh, affects, you know, the, the football and, and men's basketball team, at least for now, because those are the only two that are, are back on campus then starting in July at some point. Don't know the exact date yet, but then women's basketball – volleyball and soccer are all set to uh have their athletes come back as well to uh to start off-season strength and conditioning workouts monday night sports talk if you'd like to join us 356-9397 scott you said baseball is not going to happen the players did get around to voting today didn't they just a little bit ago yeah and uh, it was the uh, 30 think 33 to 5 voted against uh, major league baseball's uh most recent proposal um so unless it comes down to uh, MLB, you know, forcing a 50-game schedule and season, uh, which is, you know, in their purview, I find it hard to believe that they're going to come to an agreement. I mean, as back and forth as they've gone, this and neither side looking like they want to budge at all. Um, yeah, I think baseball is gonna gonna blow it big time here. I'm ready to tell them all to take a hike. <laughs> you I, know. Maybe they're waiting now to blame it on the COVID-19 because they've had some some positive tests in spring training. They've shut some of the sites down. I don't, I don't know, but come on. Well, it's just disheartening because you hear all sorts of reports from, from one side, the owner's side, and then you hear the, the player's side, and, and they're not getting the, the results of uh, these proposals until the owners leak it out to the media and in public that way, and then – you hear Rob Manfred say there's 100% going to be a season and backtracks on that four days later and says, I don't think there's going to be a season. And then he and Tony Clark have a meeting, face-to-face meeting in Arizona last week, and you think that's going to yield some productive results. And then you hear a 70-game proposal and then a 60-game proposal. And then, honestly, what's the big di- – Can't you come s- up with 66? 60, or 65. There, yeah. split down the middle. I mean, at this point, uh, again, all health and safety – all health protocols need to be followed, obviously, while trying to resume a sport uh, amid a global health pandemic. But just the back and forth that's going on between them is just really not fun to watch play out. And uh, you'd have to think it's damaging the, the game, not only for 2020, but for years to come, just the ramifications of this whole colossal mess that they're in. And just the the fact that all the other major pro sports leagues in the U.S. seem to have logic and common sense on their side and, and somewhat of a plan and baseball just kind of it's just a back and forth dispute with with no end in sight now if there what doesn't there doesn't wind up being a season this year um and there hadn't been this public bickering i don't think anybody would have a problem with it it's like you don't have a season okay well there's a pandemic going. <laughs> exactly. that's understandable <laughs> there's a reason they've been going back and forth for you know a, more than a month mm-hmm. really and you know, both sides having their dirty laundry aired um, is, you know, and the, all the disagreements. And that's where people get you know, 
just fed up with it and it's going to harm baseball i think for i mean it took you know four years you know for the the home run race to save baseball after the the strike so i guess 2024 2025 maybe people will come back around to the sport we'll see but i don't think you can baseball can keep alienating its fans like this i think they missed their window they've i mean they had what a couple of months where Mm -hmm. they could have been taking care of this and back on the field and you know with 82 games or mm-hmm. whatever it might have been and they let that get by now they're looking like they're going to let this get by bob i know what you hope happens and that would be return of baseball but are you confident that uh, it will now after hearing that news today no i'm i'm with scott i i think it's really looking dire and i i think Baseball, to me, other than golf, because golf to me seems very easy to do with this pandemic. You pretty much can stay away from everybody. And crowds are not that big of a deal. I mean, it'd be great to hear a roar when somebody makes a great birdie or something. But not that big. Baseball, to me, is safer in this in, with this disease than maybe any of those other sports. And they're not playing, so it makes no sense. They could have been heroic, not heroic, but they could have been really a could have been a feel good. It could have been a feel good moment for the country in the Great. midst of a, yeah. a crisis, and and they're botching it. And, yes, and seeing Mike Trout out there, and seeing all those great players out there, it would be a joy. But it's not going to be a joy now. And I think I think what's going to happen, football is going to come back in the fall, and maybe wipe out baseball. Not forever, but pretty much they're going to do great damage to baseball. They, baseball, you're right. Scott mentioned the uh, home run thing, which to me is true, but also in hindsight, kind of farce because God knows what they were taking. <laughs> but that, so they were, don't care. I mean, fixed it. it really didn't really. I know I did. I do care though because Barry Bonds does not hold the home run record. But I I do care about that stuff. But I think baseball. I go back to earlier strikes that also were damaging. So at baseball, time after time after time, messes itself up with these poor decisions. They're really based on one thing, greed. Greed kills these people. Well, like, are you thinking at all? Are you thinking? There are people, obviously, a ton of people out of work who would take one day's pay from those guys and be happy with it. And uh, they're not working. That's just insane to me. So, oh, well. Well, I mean, and you think about it, too, even if baseball does resume at, at some point in 2020, uh, not sure when it might, but. You're looking at the NBA restarting its season on July 31st and then delving right into the playoffs, which will consume a lot of sports fans' attention in August and September and uh, into October as the NBA Finals hopefully get going down in Orlando. And then you have you know the conflu- conflux of college football possibly returning, then the NFL, and then Major League Baseball has got a chance to really, really bury itself kind of on the, the national sports oh, yeah. landscape if, if they don't return this year. And even if they do return – Yes, it'll be rejoiced as it rightfully should be, but it's not going to be as embraced as it could have been because no. of all the the public griping and sniping between the two sides. Even though I said, to quote Ricky Bobby, "Oh, sorry," I was going to say to quote Ricky Bobby, "That's just dumb." That's they're they're racing at Talladega right now, Bob. Too. That's good. I, that's way what to stay made me think of it. Good, good job. Thank Bob. you. And even I'd though I said to heck with both of them, I've, I'll be the first to watch if, no, they, exactly. if they do come back. But uh, of course. Of course. Speaking of the home run race, did you guys watch the uh, ESPN thing? Scott, did you watch that with uh, the McGuire Sosa thing uh, last week? You know, I didn't. And I sort of forgot that it was the weekend that it was going to be on. But 
I realized that as I saw lots of people tweeting about it and about how just <laughs> terribly put together it was. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess I didn't really miss anything. I, so. I watched uh, I watched about half of it. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. I, I caught kind of the, the second half of, of the documentary uh, two Sunday nights ago, and uh, it, it was, you know, a feel, it, it was a, the purpose it seemed was to lift Maguire and Sosa up on this pedestal, and it was just kind of a recap, I felt, at least of their home run race of 1998, which is well documented, especially for sports fans of, of generations, but they really buried the lead in not addressing this, the elephant in the room with the steroids until about the final 10 minutes or so of, of the documentary. And then also to its fault too, if it would have come out before the last dance on ESPN, the 10 part uh, documentary on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, it might've gotten a bit more play, but the last dance was so good that it kind of has elevated sports documentaries to a whole new standard. It, it was, you know, it was, it was kind of cool to see a bunch of people, you know, reflect on, on the home runs and things. And, you know, I could watch highlights of those guys hitting home runs for hours upon hours, but the documentary kind of really lacked, I thought a lot of meat and, and bones. I just kind of skimmed on the surface for, for those topics at all. Well, you, I mean, it shouldn't be a surprise if you think back to Mark McGuire's testimony in front of Congress, yeah. he wasn't there to talk about the it's past. True. That's but also true. like just in terms of the documentary itself, it, Obviously, I didn't see it, but Red were like they were interspersing like footage yes. from Wrigley like it was a little last weird. year with, <laughs> yeah, it was. with 1998. It was like that. It looked that, like it was strange. somebody said, you know what, we ought to do a documentary on that. And they put it together pretty quickly. That could be true. I don't know how long it was in the works, but it looked like it was just kind of thrown together. What do you think, Bob? Uh, big cheaters. <laughs> I, don't I, 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 actually, I actually was I, a big cheater. I really had that hate that era. I was actually at McGuire's game. I think I was when he hit six number sixty when he tied it. Sixty one. I was at sixty one. I was at sixty one. I think it was in St. Louis. I think I was at that game. I <laughs> lost my mind. Is one of the You've slept Pretty since sure then. The so, uh, well, I've had some issues since then. Yeah, I've, I slept <laughs> a little bit, but I I didn't. I, I, at the time, I was thrilled because I thought it was cool. I, I'm I'm one of those people. I love to see records broken. I really do. Because I love to, I'd love to see it now, but I didn't like it in hindsight, obviously, because they were cheating, and Bonds was cheating worse. And there's like, it's insane to me that we even talk about those things now. I would never put any any of them in the Hall of Fame. None of them ever deserve it. And McGuire probably doesn't deserve to be in any way, because the number numbers otherwise were not very good. But I think I think uh, Bonds definitely shouldn't be, and I think Soso shouldn't be, because clearly they got an advantage that every, nobody else enjoyed, so or others enjoyed, but not to that extent. So Bonds is a Hall of Famer without that. The other, those two, you know, they're, they're not. So I really, I, I, the whole thing kind of makes me sick, actually. I love baseball, but I don't like baseball when people are doing that kind of stuff. Got the phone lines open, 356-9397. If you'd like to join us, let's go to the phones. And Eric is with us in Champaign. Go ahead, Eric. What's on your mind? Hey, guys, uh, a little thing that maybe went unnoticed a little bit. So last week, uh, uh, Pritzker um, allowed um, mobile betting to be signed up for in Illinois. So I, I went and got the uh, the Bet Rivers app, and now it's live and available. It's like, wow, it should have been here 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, it's one of the coolest things. So um, it's just something to do with diversion. And, you know, you think there's, like, no sports going on, but there's a ton of soccer going on. Like the Premier League just restarted again. 
and NASCAR, for example, and golf and all that. And what it what it really shows is that you know uh, there's no reason these guys can't be playing sports at all. The Premier League can play and the soccer, and uh, you know it's just as entertaining as ever. So. I don't know, I just wanted to, just wanted to share that. It's a, it's a lot of fun to have that option uh, now legal in Illinois. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point, that's Eric. Cool. Yeah, and uh, it, it'll be interesting, too. Obviously, kind of the big news of the day around the state is, is some of the guidelines that, uh, you know, Governor Pritzker has released as, as far as kind of the Phase 4 reopening uh, of that. And, you know, as people start to go back into movie theaters and inside restaurants and things that we took for granted before March 12th, uh, it's going to be curious to see how that affects uh college football here in town in champagne how it affects high school football in the area how it affects pretty much sports for the 2020 2021 school year which will be unlike any school year any of us have ever lived through that's for sure anything else eric uh no well well last thing i want to say with, with baseball too i mean if those guys never play again that would be fine by me <laughs> <laughs> they've got to be, be the biggest school there. in the world I mean, I mean, yeah, all right, so they're going to get paid for 60 games, right, which is, you know, more than most of them will make in two years. Um, but they don't want that, so don't, you know, go sell cars, you know. I mean, you know, <laughs> good luck with that. We'll, we'll, that's not good. Goodness. Yeah, that's not going to work very well now either. Um, can I say something? He mentioned, he mentioned Pritzker. I'm going to say something. I don't want to be a political law, but I do want to say I'm a high-risk person in the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. I would say with Illinois, I look at these numbers. Illinois has been a, they've been very good for me, and obviously the rest of the people that are sick in the state. But they've done a good job. And so when they are saying these things regulation-wise, I'm like, okay, yes, because I look at our numbers and I look at other states and it's like, hey, we're doing okay. So I, I just want to say that you know from a sports standpoint and everything else, I think what they're doing here seems to be working. Somewhat. Good stuff, Bob. Absolutely. Great. Thanks. Great show, guys. Yeah, thanks for the call, Eric. We thanks, appreciate Eric. it. That number will keep open, 356-9397, until 6 o'clock as we approach 530 here on Monday Night Sports Talk. Bob, uh, as far as you getting back out and maybe uh, on the beat a little bit and uh, coming in the office, how, how are you looking? Well, I'll, I will do what I'm told to do, but first, the first boss is Julie and the kids. So I listen to them first, and then be Matt probably next or Jim, and uh, so I'll do it. What, but I, I definitely, if the games are played, I'm gonna find a way to go. Okay, I, I'm stubborn and, and stupid, so I'll be there in some way, shape, or form. I, I maybe I'll, I mean, you know, I maybe wear like a like a scuba suit or something, or I, you know, dress like an astronaut or something. I don't know. I'll come up with something. You, but you I, won't I be able to sneak past. You won't be able to sneak past security that way, Bob. Well, they know I won't have alcohol on me because I don't drink. So it'd be pretty easy. I won't be any, bringing anything. Yeah, I think, I think I can wear it. They might if you show costume. up in an astronaut suit or a scuba Good point. suit. But I, but I, I, I actually thought, Steve, I, really, I was going to tell you guys this. I thought about coming out, coming there today, and I just couldn't get my head together. And I'm a little, still a little bit nervous. I'm very nervous, about, honestly, about this because I've avoided people. Now, we drove to Decatur last night. Mavel like this to go get, get Godfathers for Father's Day. So we drove to Decatur. Didn't get out of the car. Didn't meet anybody. Did they, did they get the your right? Did they get the right order that for you? Unlike that one was, in Michigan awesome. that that failed. That was awesome. It was awesome, and my, everybody loved it. We got it, 
and I ate it for dinner last night, lunch today. Because I'm boring everybody, but it was awesome. I mean, I'll, I can't wait to go back there. I know, but Bob. I, you're I, the only uh, person I know that likes hamburger on their pizza. So, no, no, no. The entire state of Nebraska. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I when I came here and they said we don't have hamburger, I'm like, where, where do I, where do I, where do I move? Where do I move? But anyway. I'll just stop talking about food. I was going to say, you keep talking about Godfathers, we're going to have to charge them for an ad. <laughs> At 530 WD- WDWS Champaign-Urbana, this is Monday Night Sports Talk. We'll take a break and be back with more. If you'd like to join us, feel free to give us a call. Monday Night Sports Talk rolls on, heading towards 6 o'clock, 356-9397 is the number if you'd like to join us. Matt Daniels is here. Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen on the telephone. Yours truly, Steve Kelly, driving the boat. Keeping us on course. We're trying to stay on course. It's really tough. Talking We're sports in with, <laughs> the third month of this. With no games to talk about, but there's stuff going on, and we've... I think you've done a really good job, but you guys in the newspaper and we've Thanks, tried Steve. to do on the the radio side as well, come up with interesting show content and content for the paper, but it's not always easy, is it, Matt? No, it's not. And, uh, you know, I've been writing stories for almost three months every Sunday just about how the pandemic and the virus has affected a multitude of, of people and athletes uh, throughout sports. I mean, I've written about scholastic bull teams. I've written about monster trucks. Uh, wrote about this past week um, some former area all area baseball players who were you know pursuing different paths in the game. Chucky Robinson, recent Danville High School grad who's in the Houston Astros organization, uh, was thinking this year he might be in Class AAA with the Round Rock affiliate and maybe a year or two away from getting a call up to the big leagues. And he's just kind of been in Texas for the past three months, just kind of waiting. Uh, he's currently living in San Antonio as he still preps for uh, the season, but uh, he's thinking he may end up in class double A in Corpus Christi or in triple A if the season ever gets going. And, you know, he says he's doing okay financially. Uh, obviously everyone's been struck with this during the pandemic from from a monetary standpoint and then in minor league baseball too the the talk the last couple months is the number of hundreds of players that have been released outright and and then also the potential contraction of of minor league baseball teams which is just sad to see but you know chucky robinson's a great a a great role model for area high school kids who who want to succeed in the game of baseball and he's he's still doing it at a high level but that's just those are just some of the stories and I know Scott's written a ton. I'm I'm pretty sure he's tired of Zoom calls at this point, although he's got a couple more later this week with Illinois football players. I mean, it's better than nothing. That's true. <laughs> so. way, to, way to be upbeat there, Scott. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, it's – they're strange, but I think that's probably going to be the – I might have to get used to things like that. I know, like, for the TBT, it starts in you know, less than two weeks. I mean, they're – like, no media can go to Columbus, but they'll mm-hmm. have Zoom post game. Yeah, and, and we saw that kind of, uh, you know, on a local sense last Monday uh, with the big news of the day was the IHSA Boys Basketball State Tournament returning to Champaign. And normally an event like that, you know, there's an in-person press conference and a chance to talk to all the various officials involved in that. And, you know, last Monday was a reminder just of kind of covering events, you know, in the in the pandemic, uh, you know, it was Scott myself and Colin Likas, our, our hardworking preps coordinator, all properly social distanced in our conference room, just all on a conference call. And it was just funny hearing 
you know, people not being able to mute their phones and things that you never would have thought about uh, before all this happened and then just trying to get the questions to the right people. And then obviously last Wednesday, IHSA Executive Director Craig Anderson and then Josh Whitman, Brad Underwood and several others uh, were in front of State Farm Center outside. Luckily, the weather cooperated that day with the sunny skies and warm weather, but they weren't able to go inside State Farm Center just out of an abundance of caution. So it's just a, a different world, but we've all adapted the best we can. Scott, you mentioned the basketball tournament coming up in July. Some roster tweaks, I guess you might say, for the House of Pain, correct? Yeah, Corey Bradford today uh, announced that he was going to withdraw from the the team in the tournament just to be in Orlando with his wife, Rena. They're expecting their first child in August, so kind of hitting the home stretch. And, uh, you know, sh- I mean, should you know, House of Pain go on some type of run, I mean, they're going to be locked down in Columbus. So, like, right. he, if he would have been with the team and, you know, they're winning, like, he – something happens like it'd be I think you know tougher to get back uh so he's going to sit this one out but it has you know probably the the best reason to do so the birth of his first child I think he made the right call there Bob Osmussen tell me about uh preseason football magazines have you started to see any of those uh yes I uh, I wrote for one and so they sent me a copy and the app on is the one I write for and it's it's great, of course, because I wrote a fan. No, I'm kidding. But it's, they do a really good job. Lindy's, I, I saw his out. I have not got it yet. So I'm going to have to go online and order one. I'm not going to store, so unless you guys want to go for me, I'm not going to get anything. So I, I'd like to see them. Uh, they all kind of have their own way in that, you know, five, six area, I think, in the in the big, in the big Ten West. I think that's where they're going to be. They won't be in the top three or four, I don't, don't believe. And uh, I think that makes some sense. And uh, I'm going to be curious about uh, kind of where, you know, who makes these all air, all conference teams. I had a number of guys, I think, like Hayes and a bunch of guys made either first, second, third, whatever team they have. So that's kind of cool. And I always like to look at those lists. I've looked, I cracked the outline magazine open, looked at some, read the old Big Ten part, but I haven't read the rest because. It's overwhelming. I want to say something great. Well, in a lot of those magazines too. I mean, they they are published, you know, right around this time of the year in the calendar. But the the majority of them are written off of what happens in spring football practice. And for the majority right. of college football teams across the country, they did not get that opportunity, including Illinois this season, to go through those those workouts. So you could kind of get a feel for the depth charts and in terms of key returnees, any guys that may make any big jumps in the offseason who those candidates might be it's it's all kind of up in the air right now because we didn't get a didn't get a chance to see them go through spring workouts at all yeah it's really awkward and uh the next one i've got to do a basketball basketball one think about that trying to get that written now for next season when you don't know even at this point in scabadelia who's even coming back right we don't know anything so it's really that that thing's gonna be Kind of cover the ones some darts of the dartboard and trying to figure out who's actually back and who's not. You need to consult with Scott because he's already done it. He did it yesterday, a little bit on the right. Big Ten. I'm and uh, use that. Copy that. It was all good. That stuff was great. He's got one more, I think. Don't you, Scott? Don't you have Tim Bernie questions? Yeah, it's going to be all Illinois basketball for the the right. finale of the the June ode to college hoops. Scott had a little I bit of. 
I'd say Scott had a little bit more of a bumpy road coming up with all of that. No offense, Bob, but oh, yeah. he, he didn't know. It, like, take Illinois, for instance. Scott's written about this. He's put Illinois in his way too early top ten already. But if I would assume when Kofi Coburn come back, they can stay right there. They can challenge for a Big Ten title. If I would assume when Kofi Coburn decided to test the NBA and keep their names under F, then it's a vastly look different uh, looking Illinois roster than the one you might have. So uh, as, as Bob ranked all 130 college football teams, we did not have Scott rank all, what, 357? 357. Okay. So yeah. you can't – I don't, I don't know where Tarleton State is going to end not, up in the not rankings. Not that he's counting. <laughs> uh, Tarleton State, new to Division One, of course, this coming season. Probably would have been in the 300s. I'm just trying to get you to shamelessly self-promote your podcast right now, Scott. I did – you mentioned both Tarleton State, and I quizzed Jim <laughs> Russell on where Dixie State was. He got it right. Is Tarleton uh, State in what Texas? Texas. Yeah. B- Billy Gillespie it sounds like coach. a Texas school. It is. Uh, sort of. Sounds like a made-up school that should be in a movie. It probably is. Um, like Texas State was back in the day, but that's a real uh, school Minnesota now. Minnesota State yeah. in yeah, and the TV coach. show. Yeah. yeah. Took a real deep dive though on my my Sunday list on the latest episode of Inside Illini Basketball, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Got the phone lines open, 356-9397. Let's say hello to Neil on the program. Go ahead, Neil. Yeah, Scott Ritchie, I just want to congratulate Illinois on getting the big uh, the, the high school tournament back in Champaign. I hated it when they left. I mean, you know, Peoria is a good, it was a good destination, but, man, this is really going to help Illinois recruiting. And I, th- I thank you for taking my call. You guys have a great night. Thanks for your time. You bet, Neil. We appreciate the call. Take a break here at uh, 5.43. Feel free to join us. We've got another segment here on Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS, and we're back after this. Five Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS. Keith Kelly and home Scott Ritchie, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen. We'd be happy to chat with you if you'd like to uh, give us a call. Talk some Illinois football, some Illinois basketball, maybe some more basketball conversation uh, coming up before we get out of here. Talk some IHSA stuff. Last week was the day that broke. On all your follow-up stories, Matt, Mm -hmm. and stories regarding that, uh, give me a general view of the the mood of everybody when they're coming back here. Is anybody uh, against it? No, not that. Not that we, uh, you know, found out in, in talking to various stakeholders uh, around the state, as far as coaches, athletic directors, anything like that. I, I think it's met with some healthy optimism. I think, given the state of affairs in, in the country and in the world right now, in terms of live sporting events, that's why. Some of the the pessimism draws in just because one, let's hope that there is a state tournament in in 2021 in in Champaign, but two, the crowds I think are going to be, it's going to take some time to get people comfortable again, going to sporting events and and hopefully, you know, nine months from now that that stigma is kind of out of the window at all. But I think a lot of the sentiment has been, it it always should have been in Champaign. It never should have left. Uh, That's kind of the, the home uh, of the HSA Boys Basketball State Tournament. And the, the fact that it is back, I think it, it might have the chance to bring out kind of the casual fan. And, and also, too, that's going into play is the new format that'll start in 2021 instead of a two-weekend, you know, small school, big school state tournaments. It's going to be held over a three-day period. Uh, and, and the way those games will play out will determine, I think, how a lot of 
fans come, but I think it's really cool that on on the final day of the tournament, that's Saturday, it's going to be four state title games. Uh, you know, class one A through four A, and the the best teams uh, will have the that day kind of as their marquee uh, event. It also uh, eager to see how it all kind of unfolds uh, moving forward. But you know, as I think it's back where it where it should be and back where it belongs. I think that's the general sentiment around around the state. Yeah, and, and I don't think it's anything that Peoria didn't do. I think there were a lot. Well, I think of, they had their, their. They did their time. They had their time. They they had a lot of success early on. Uh, you know, the first ten to twelve years of the state tournament. And let's be honest too. I mean, the one of the main downfalls for the state tournament uh, in the state of Illinois was the f- move that they went from two classes to four classes twelve years ago, starting in two thousand eight with the four class basketball. That really kind of stunt stunted. Uh, you know, some of the growth and development and in, in true the last four to five years haven't really produced kind of that marquee talent that Illinois had, the state of Illinois had produced for some time. But, uh, you know, return to State Farm Center and, and Champaign, I think, and can try to bring back some of that. It, I don't think it's it's never going to reach kind of its heyday how it was in, in, you know, part of the 60s, 70s, 80s and early 90s here in Champaign. But it's got a chance to chance to reinvent itself uh, with a new format and a new look State Farm Center. So uh, we'll see how it goes. We had Brad Underwood on the uh, Saturday Sports Talk Show brought to you by Illini Pella. And obviously he was elated by it. And he remembers coming back in the uh, early 90s when he was an assistant at uh, Western Illinois coming to uh, Champaign to watch it. And, uh, and there are those, and I think I'm in the group of people that think Illinois recruiting of high school players kind of started to fall off about the time that they lost the tournament. I don't think you can tie it directly to that, but I know Kendall Gill thinks along those lines too, Scott, uh, when it left in 95-96, then things, now whether it's cyclical, I think all recruiting is cyclical no matter how you look at it, but it can't help but but be a, a positive note, I would think. Yeah, and I mean, there just have been fewer like top level high major recruits in the state of Illinois, you know, to kind of follow with, you know, the the downward trend in Illinois itself actually landing them. But I think maybe the one thing that could really help Illinois is the fact that you get some standout freshman or sophomore playing varsity uh, at a state tournament and maybe multiple. I mean, they're going to get extra trips to Champaign, you know, the opportunity to play on that court, Several times, perhaps, so I, and that could be a, a nice carrot you know, in the, the recruiting. Well, game. and true, it just the fact that they're going to get on a bus and come down to Champaign, and they're going to know what that drive feels like, and they're going to know what it's like when you're coming into town and when you're coming into campus, and when you drive down Kirby Avenue and you see State Farm Center for the first time. That experience hasn't happened for a high school boys basketball player that has reached the pinnacle. Uh, of their sport and, and the biggest stage possible that hasn't happened in the last 25 years so they don't have that sensation and actually getting to see it firsthand yes high level basketball players in the state have come to the university of illinois in, in the last 20 25 years they've come on recruiting trips but they've they've witnessed games inside state farm center for, for illinois games but they haven't themselves been on that stage and there's a completely different sensation and feeling coming down here and kind of being the seeing you know the the event really kind of pop compared to just coming down on a random june day when there's no one on campus and you just kind of have to go see the facilities and meet with the coaches next year's uh, dates i think conflict with the big 10 tournament so uh, which will be in chicago so mm-hmm. 
it might um, necessitate some creative <laughs> scheduling for the Illinois staff to have somebody here. Yeah, that, that's true. Good thing, you know, it's it's only about a two, two and a half hour drive uh, just down I-57. And even if it was over in Indy, it's only about hour 40, hour 45. It'd be different if, you know, they're out in New York City or Washington, right. D.C. like the Big Ten tournament was. But th- well, that hopefully could never again. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that could prove advantageous uh, to the Atlanta. And, and also, I think, in, in terms of the IHSA state tournament, what you saw happen too, especially on the big school side of things, is the weekend of the state tournament would butt up against the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament, which as that event gained notoriety and popularity in the ensuing years after it left Champaign, I think that really had an effect on the attendance in Peoria and, and why people weren't coming out because they could stay at home and, and watch all day full of basketball instead of going out to Peoria. Scott Ritchie, how many offers does Illinois basketball have out at the moment in all classes just give me all the whole classes. total okay um he has his spreadsheet handy I, I have it open because <laughs> matt asked me a similar question uh off the air uh class of 2021 now some of these guys have committed elsewhere and it's gonna take too long to count the ones that haven't but 41 total in that class but there's my goodness a dozen or so that have committed and several others that have cut right. their list 2022 um one player they have offered committed to Pittsburgh like hat, like six months ago. But other than that, uh, with 10 new offers last week, they're up to 19 open in that class. And then 2023, uh, just six so far. But those are, those your, are young guys. Those are yours. Uh, I'd say this for Bob's <laughs> effect. Your rising <laughs> high school sophomores. All right, Bob. Wow. Insert, the, <laughs> insert the old man yells at a cloud sentiment right now. Why why rising sophomore gets your goat? I don't know. I just don't like the term. I just <laughs> like sophomore to be, junior to be, or whatever. I don't know. It just I I don't know. I don't understand. Like pen, penultimate, you guys use that word occasionally. That one just is next to last. Is it Same worse? Thing. Is it worse than bye week in football for you? No, 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 because that's actually incorrect. So that's why that's the problem for me. That one, I don't, I don't like things that are wrong. That one's wrong, so I don't like that. So is it wrong that's too that the Tom Brady's in the Tampa Bay Bucks uniform? Or are you okay with that? It's fine. It's yes, I, I think it's cool. I, I've, I've changed my mind on Tom Brady. I'm, I'm with him now. All right. He, uh, I saw him. On, I saw him a talk show. Maybe Colbert or Fallon or something. He's really calm and cool, and I liked him. So I, I've changed my I've come around in him. Plus, is like what he's fifty years old and playing great quarterback. So I think he's. It, you have to admire how great he is, how great he's been, and how great he still can be. So I, I, I I've come around on him. What are your thoughts on Illinois football recruiting their their class for twenty twenty one? I think is at ten now. They've hit double digits, right? Yep. And uh, six of those from Florida. What are, What are your thoughts there? Well, again, I think they need to. Focus more on in-state guys. I think that's really critical. And if you look at them overall, I think they're 60th or low 50s in uh, overall. The nationally, in the last or like 13th or 12th in Big Ten, according to who you look at. You know, Scott or tw- I mean, rivals are 24/7. So that's not good. I mean, they can't compete at a high level in the Big Ten if you're if you're last the Big Ten of recruiting. That's a problem. Now, if they if they had numbers, they had a bunch of. If they, I think they need to aim higher. They need, think they need to be 
Ron Zug came in and said, I'm going to get the best players possible. He did. He got five-star guys. He got he got Martez Wilson to come down the line. He got, now, that shouldn't have been hard, but guy, you know they had not recruited guys at that level. He got really Ben to come to Illinois. He got Juice Williams to come to Illinois. He got players that were great players. And then he, what he did, he got some two-stars and three-stars that could really, really play, too. I think Illinois right now, I don't think their level, not making fun of anybody on the team now, they're just not recruiting at the level they need to be to make moves in the Big Ten. They had a good year last year, decent year last year. They have a chance to have a really good year this year. But looking forward, if you're getting the 60th ranked class in the country, you get a problem. And you cannot, you can't overcome that with coaching. You can overcome some of that with coaching, but you have you have to have, and you have to have a player. So if they don't get the players, they're not going to they're not going to compete at a high level in Big Big Ten West at all. Good stuff, Bob. 5.56, need to take one final break. We'll be back with some final words after this. A couple of minutes before 6, we've got some rain in Midtown Champaign right now and throughout the area, so be advised for that if you're on the way home. Bob, you're writing about what again uh, you mentioned uh, tomorrow? I'm writing about the idea of the uh how they're going to release information from Illinois about the players that get sick and how the, today Iowa and uh, somebody else, Wisconsin, said not, we got players that are sick. Here's our numbers. Illinois is not going to say anything about that. So I just want the contrast of that. And I'm not sure actually what I think about it. I wrote a column about it, but it, I, I'm not sure if I think it's good or bad that they're not going to reveal it. What do you think about it, Matt, as I think, sports editor? I think oh, it's, it's, I think Bob just talked in circles there, but that's okay, Bob. It's it's a complex issue. I did. And, uh, I, I it's think it's, right it's up to every school for what they want to do. And obviously with the, the privacy laws, Illinois is reverting to that, and, and they're deciding not to release it. So that's, that's their prerogative. That's their right, and that's what they're deciding to do. Hey, Bob, appreciate your time. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in here thanks, one guys. of these days soon. Scott Ritchie, Next thank week. you. Matthew, thanks as well. No problem, Steve. Thank I you. I got a text a moment ago from... My son in Michigan with a. How's Hudson doing? Hudson's doing good. There's a picture of Hudson, okay. our new grandchild who will be four weeks old tomorrow. There's right. a picture of Hudson sleeping, saying, "Wake me up when baseball starts." <laughs> <laughs> Might be oh. a while, Hudson. <laughs> Might be a long, get a long nap. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a long nap. Appreciate you listening, everybody. On WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Thanks to uh, Tamara McDaniel for helping us on the show as well. We'll talk to you again next week on Monday Night Sports Talk.